The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. I am a partner at Protus Global. Uh, Protus Global is a people solutions firm. I spend a lot of my time in adult consumables. That's what I do. But today I want to uh, really uh, spend some time with you all, introducing you to someone if you don't already know him. My guest is expertise in high finance and spent several years doing that. Two of the largest investment banks in the world uh, out in New York and in L.A. He previously served as financial advisor at Morgan Stanley Private Wealth Management and also worked at Barclays Capital, serving ultra high-end net worth uh, clients as well as working in the private wealth management group there. So I want you all to... um, uh, join me in, in welcoming to Plant Profits and thanking Scott Jennings, CEO and founder of Pantry Food, Pantry Food Co. Uh, Scott, how are you, brother? Vern, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. And, uh, you know, all things considered, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about that. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot happening in the world. The last three and a half months have been just very challenging. What, anything you want to say about about that before we get started? You know, you're right. It's been a heavy year. Um, yeah. And there's a, you know, times are tough and tensions are high. And, you know, I think the only short answer I can share to that is, you know, love is the answer. If you haven't found love, find love, share love. And, and I think that... Um, people that resonate with that message, what, you know, no matter your sex or your ethnicity or, your, you know, where you're coming from, I think that that message resonates with everybody. I, th- I think you're right. It's a universal language, you know, uh, it's part of that, that language. And I agree with you. Love, peace and, and justice, I think go hand in hand. And I think if we all could follow that roadmap, we'll all be a lot better off and, and things will be a lot better for everyone. You agree? I couldn't agree more. That's it, Vern. Spread the love. And I love you. Good to be on the phone with you here today. Yeah, same here. Same here, man. I tell you, this it's 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 great. Well, what what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you start a cannabis business in the spring of 2019? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I think I gotta ask myself that, you know, often. And if I'm not asking myself that, you know, other people were asking me that. Um, but you know, to, to me, to the world, it was a good yeah. time to me. It, right. it was the right time. Right. And, yeah. and um, it was of just the, looking through the eyes of the consumer and seeing mm-hmm. what I, I wanted, what other people wanted and it wasn't there. Right. And so if something's not there and you know, people would, could use this or need this and it could help them in their life. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good opening for me to say, well, why don't I try to create that to provide that kind of value to people's lives? Because at the end of the day, it was all, you know, everything is geared around improving the quality of life. And so there's a lot of people that wanted to come to cannabis that weren't coming to cannabis because the products weren't right for them yet. 
And so me hearing that and seeing that, uh, yeah. you know, was a good impetus to say, you know, let, let's start something. Well, I think that's, I think that's great. Connect the dots for me, right? So uh, let's start kind of at the at the beginning. Where where did this all begin for you, Scott? Where'd you grow up? What what was that like? Yeah, I grew up just outside of New York City, so thirty okay. minutes north in, in White Plains, uh, near Yonkers there. And okay. um, you know, I was I was a frequent visitor in New York City. It was a quick twenty nine minute train. Uh, went to school in Virginia, which what I like to say is, you know, New York was a very tough upbringing. There was a lot of fights for pretty much no reason. Right. Uh, just a lot of people getting into things. And then I went to Virginia and they said, you know, Scott, you don't smile. You don't say hi to people. And I said, well, <laughs> in New York, if you smile and say hi to people, you're, you're going to be in a, in a wealth of trouble. And, and so in Virginia, they said, no, we say hi down here. And so, you know, Virginia really helped me blossom into, you know, the person that gets on the elevator and now I say hi to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so when I graduated, you know, it was it was a financial crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was right there in D.C. and everybody was like, oh, you can go into politics. And I was like, that's not really my speed. I said I, I majored in finance. I'm going to go back to New York City. I'm going to bang on doors until we make something happen. Okay. And I think it was like. 500 calls in August of 2009 and amidst, a, you know, a hiring freeze and everybody telling me, turn back now, you can't do it, whatever, whatever. I was able to get my foot in the door uh, and start at, at Barclays Capital in 2009 during a hiring freeze. And from there... Man, I, yeah, I tell yeah, you... I, no, I was going to say, I tell you, that tells you right there, you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're not afraid. And no means nothing. Keep going. No, sir. Yeah, no, sir. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people will just use something as a reason that they can't do something. And that's right. I said, no, no way. I just paid for all this money and did all this work for all these grades. I said, there's no way you get that, get that far. And then you have to turn around and go back to school. I said, I should be able to get some experience here. Uh, and the funny thing is, as you know, when you don't have any experience, all the job interviews are like, oh, well, you need experience. Well, how are you going to get that unless somebody gives it to you? So Right. Um, worked my way into the bank and, and really had a, a long career on Wall Street, you know, spent eight years between Barclays Capital and Morgan Stanley, right. New York, Lon London and Los Angeles. Uh, during that time, I was working in, in Times Square at the old Lehman building. And so while I was doing that and working, you know, long hours, I ended up becoming a trader for a couple of years, trading emerging markets debt. And how'd you I like that? How'd you how'd you like being a trader? That, that's a Ooh. that's a big step. I mean, you know, from uh, uh, based on what you were doing to that, that was that was interesting. I mean, I loved being a trader. You know, I quite frankly, just to even go zoom out a little bit first, I loved being at a big bank, right? Okay. Because to me, I could go in all these different departments and learn all this stuff, right? And everybody's like, "Well, you're not getting paid for those hours." I said, "I don't care. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to learn everything I can." And, you know, just to even go back, you know, my dad owns a construction company. So I grew up, you know, nailing wood and cutting iron and doing like manual labor. So when I sat in front of a computer for 16 hours, I said, this is this is easy. You know, <laughs> I can do this. And so uh, worked long hours and really got to experience a lot, a lot of different parts of the bank. But when you look at trading, it's this very unique, cool atmosphere, right? Like, You've right. got compliance, you've got sales, you've got research, you've got traders, you've got Bloomberg chats going, you've got the phone going off. 
and you got, you know, a hoot, which is just a two-way walkie-talkie where you don't even have to pick it up. Somebody just hits your number and they start yelling at you from the, the box in front of you. So, but, you know, there's millions of dollars being traded there and there's a lot of intellectual capital and I loved it. I really, you know, how everybody was able to work together for the benefit of the desk was really a cohesive, you know, environment that I, I was very fond of. Is it as chaotic as it looks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, like, Vern, I can't, like, I can only try to give you the visual of the guy to your left is probably yelling something to you. The guy to your right's yelling something to you. The guy on the other side of the screen is yelling something to you. The compliance person's probably, and research is probably saying something over email that you should probably be paying attention to. So it's just, you know, there's just so much information coming at you and you're trying to, you know, I tell everybody this, you're trying to make real time decisions without perfect information mm -hmm. and so you eventually have mm -hmm. to make that call with the information you have and i found that just to be such a good lesson for you know how to think through problems and you know you can't over analyze to paralysis at some point you have to take the information you have and you have to take a side of a trade yeah now so after doing that i mean because that that is very chaotic and it's got to be energizing but it's also it's, it's got to be pretty heavy at times then now and i may be wrong but it seems like when you went to morgan stanley as a financial advisor that that was kind of a calming down for you it was and and it wasn't you know really by desire at, at the initial outset because okay. when i said you know when i was a junior trader and i said i want to be this guy or that guy you know what happened was algorithms were coming in right and so i do a lot of mentoring to inner city kids and i said there's what you want and then there's what the market is open for Got and, it. and so while i said i wanted to be a trader what i was seeing was this trader was fired that trader was fired this guy's book got automated right and so it was like mm -hmm. hold on trading's mm -hmm. not what it used to be and it's mm -hmm. not going to be ever what it used to be. And so, you know, I was good with the bank and I said, where, you know, where, where's, where's growth. And they said, you know, stable wealth management. Right. And I said, mm -hmm. okay. So I, I went over there and I did that and that was a, a speed down, but it ultimately it, it was still around complex financial instruments sure. with the benefit of trying to help people, you know, improve, uh, you know, their, their net worth, right. Or save for retirement or whatever have you. But the biggest difference there, Vern, is on the trading desk, you're dealing with institutions and they're far, far less emotional. Right. And when you're on the wealth management side, you're dealing with individuals who, if you've never heard or done some research on behavioral finance, yeah. it's less about managing money and more about managing people's emotions. Emotions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I totally, I totally get that. I totally get that. Well, you know, that, that brings us up. You stayed there a couple of years. That brings us to a point where I think we can take a break and then we're going to dive into why cannabis. Cause after that you get into cannabis, that's got, I want you to tell the audience about that. When we get back, we'll continue our discussions with Scott Jennings, who is the CEO and founder of, of uh, pantry in the cannabis space. And I'm looking forward to, to diving into cannabis with Scott on our way back. Thank you. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vernon Davis. I am your host at Plant Profits, and I'm here today with Scott Jennings, who is the CEO and founder of Pantry Food Company, based out in the L.A. marketplace. And I'm looking forward to, he and I have been talking really more about his past and and how he got to where he is, and we're going to really start uh, building that bridge and about how he got to where he is. And and so in 2017, at some point, you decided to leave Morgan Stanley Private Wealth, and uh, you went to Camp Greenrush as an advisor. Uh, tell me what attracts you. What Tell me about that transition and the why. Yeah, uh, you know, for, first off, I think it was really driven by, you know, people and culture. You know, the banks at the end of the days there, you know, they're so focused on profit. Sure. Uh, they, they may be focused on people less and culture less. Right. And so I was making clients good money investing in technology. And so I said, you know, if I invest my career, if I invested in the banks 10 years ago, how would I have done? Right. Probably okay. not as good as investing in technology. So I was making money for clients in technology. And I said, I want to realign my career in a faster growing industry. Right. Okay. And cannabis was one of the one of, if not the fastest growing industry. But it couldn't just be that. Right. Because tech is fast growing as well. And I didn't really want to go create a food app. Right. So cannabis, not only did it have the growth, it also had that passion bucket, because when you start reading about it. Right. And I've used cannabis with the majority of my life, but I never did the research because I thought everybody was just yelling at me that it was bad. Right. And then when you start doing the research. You start reading about it and you're like, hold on, like it's helping this kid. It's helping this grandmother. It's helping this vet. And I tell people like when you start going down that black hole, 
you know, you call me back and you tell me you don't want to be a part of that industry when you read how powerful plant medicine is. And -hmm. if you can cross cross that with, um, you know, the 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 growth of the industry, you know, you've got a very impactful industry to be a part of. And so I think the hardest part was really, you know, flicking the, the LinkedIn over and saying I'm in cannabis. I never thought I'd go from a highly regulated uh, industry to a federally illegal industry. Um, <laughs> but becoming an advisor with Camp Green Rush is only a, a part of the story. I, you know, when I left, I started driving up and down California and just started, you know, consulting and investing in the space all the way up to Washington State. Um, and just started, you know, learning, drinking through a fire hose, helping Mm -hmm. as much as I could. And, you know, definitely stepped on a couple early land landmines, but, uh, learned so much and made some, so many connections that those early years really were the the starting and foundation of me getting into, you know, broader industry. Man, that's cool. That's, that's a, uh, that's a cool story. So you, you did as an advisor, uh, at Camp Green Rush and, and, and then you, you, you moved on to a vertically integrated business uh, next. And uh, now, was that a clean break from Camp Green Rush? Did you stay with them at all? Uh, or did you go straight to Green Horizon and, and you cut ties with Camp Green Rush? No, I mean, everything I do, I think, is focused on people. So, you know, if I cut ties at all, it's, you know, maybe we didn't get a good read on people. But the guys behind Camp Green Rush uh, are great guys. Um, The biggest disconnect there is I think that everybody, you know, thinks organization and events are easier than they are. They sound really cool, like a big event, but they are very, very difficult to put on. Uh, So still friends with those guys and actually the, you know, the camp where it was going to go on. Um, and you know, I still, I still visualize that, right. Because if you think about bringing cannabis together in a community sense, um, for a big retreat, I think there's still appetite for that, you know, bearing, you know, right now we're in COVID. So nobody wants to get together. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. And, and, um, so what did you get out of the experience at, at Green Horizon? Green Horizon was great because, you know, first I connected with, a very dear friend, uh, you know, I can call him a mentor. He's a you know, soulful brother. He leads with love. He's a lawyer by trade, and he's very ingrained with the, the plant, uh, Los Aradius. And Los, you know, cut his teeth uh, in Colorado at River Rock, and he always had this vision for large-scale uh, quality supply. And it made all the sense in the world to me. Right. And so I talked to him for a time and time again. And, you know, it was a it was a big aspirational play. It was a hundred million dollar raise. It was, you know, out in out in uh, Coachella. And I said, look, this makes sense. I don't know if the market's here and the appetite's here. But I talked to, I don't know, 500, 600 investors, anywhere from small you know, uh, seed investors up to big, big family offices. Mm-hmm. Um to see if they wanted to do something like this. And just the conversations I had around Green Horizon really helped me understand where the market is, where the value is for vertical integration and how, you know, a big connecting piece to that is brands. You know, Mm -hmm. I call vertical integration the mall and the mall is only as good as the Louis Vuitton or the Nike that anchor the mall. And so, you know, vertical integration is great, but can you one, pare it down and do it in, you know, bite size, right? $10 million condo kind of buildings, right? So you don't have to outlay a hundred million at once. And then two, can you connect it to distribution and brands to make sure that everything you produce there 
is ported to high quality brands. And that was all part of, you know, Los's view. So just engaging with him and the, and the project <laughs> and so many investors, it was very, very valuable for me. And, and, and that's where I actually met uh, Paul Rosen. So uh, Paul Rosen, who started Pharmacan Capital yep. up in, uh, in Canada. And, um, you know, Paul and I became really, really good friends. And he's my partner in Pantry. So you know, that's, that's how I connected. That is, that is great. I want to go back to something you said that I think is two years ago. Now, we've been in cannabis at, at Protus Global about four and a half years. And two years ago, I said, man, this is an interesting business. Uh, it's an ag business, but most consumables are and in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, but it, there's so much uh, energy and talk spent on the agricultural part when at the end of the day, you are a consumable. You're an adult consumable. You are consuming product, uh, consumable product. Uh, brands are the most important thing you can have. And nobody two, two and a half years ago were talking about brands. And, mm-hmm. and I come from an environment where brands are everything. I came, I grew up in CPG. I was at Diageo. Some, and, 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 and here we represent brands. Our clients are brands and people are brand owners. And you talking about what you were trying to connect the dots for these folks is very, very important, Scott, is that we got to get to brands. And that is uh, uh, so very important. And and you said Paul Rosen is is your partner in Pantry Foods. And I will tell you, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, dig into this. But I will tell you, and and folks, you should all go to uh, pantryfoodco.com. Uh, you should all go there. And the first thing you're gonna see when you go to his site, you're gonna see how beautiful these products are and and how beautiful the products are, how beautiful the packaging is. And, and, and it just makes you want to be a part of it. And I think that, I mean, you, you got that in spades and I want to commend you for that, Scott. Well, thank you. I mean, I could probably talk an hour around just, uh, you know, how do you make the consumer feel safe? You know, there's so many people that need, need cannabis, but they, never resonated with the dime bag, right? It looked scary, right? And so you wanted to present something that mm-hmm. not only did you have to try to tell them that they should consume it, but it, it, it pulled them in, right? And that's what the packaging and design was really, you know, around. It wanted to make people feel safe. You want to make you feel like this is a normal CPG product. Uh, want to make you feel like you can consume it. But then, you know, when you consume the product, you got to have the flavor and taste there. Right. Because you can't just be beautifully designed and then have, you know, a V4 engine, you know, in a Ferrari. It's not, it's, it's not going to work, you know. No. And so, you know, that I find I find when people taste our product, they have the same feeling they have with the packaging that they do with the taste and flavor. And that is like a really warming feeling to me. No, I think that is that is beautiful. You know, consumers buy with their senses. Right. Mm-hmm. And before they taste you, they see you. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's really, or they smell you. Uh, it's it's very very important that when you're building a brand, you appeal to the senses, and that is that is a powerful thing that I think you guys checkmark got it 
absolutely right. And we're going to dive more into pantry and how that is all playing for you now and some of your strategies around this brand. Uh, when we get back, we're going to take a, take a break. We'll continue our discussions with Scott Jennings with Pantry Cannabis Co. Uh, I uh, am very much interested in hearing more about Pantry on the way back. Thank you. I'm Vern Davis, your host at Plant Profits. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Yo, 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 this is your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. LA, what up? People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think would look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him think that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay. Now, so, Scott, um, mm-hmm. I want to, and I, I, I have some ideas. Of, I want to I really, I want people to walk away in this six minutes really understanding what, where you are, who you are from a, a, this pantry is concerned and all about pantry and the things you want to make sure, I want to make sure you get things out in the ecosphere about what you want people to know about pantry okay so that's important so we're gonna we're gonna go through the 1933 uh industries and that project that that you joined in for in nevada uh i want to talk about your chefs and the strategy with your chefs and 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 whatever else uh, you, you want to make sure we talk about let's weave it in okay you got it Focus on, Vern, the focus on products like vegan, low sugar, keto, that's a, you know, that's a good focus for us. Okay, well, we'll start out with that because we just got through talking about the senses, taste, and we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that and then we'll, we'll take it other places, okay? Yep. Okay. Welcome back. I am your host of Plant Profits. I am Vern Davis. 
Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. We're here today with Scott Jennings. Scott is the CEO and founder of Pantry. And uh, we're, we're having a good chat about uh, what you see and your senses and branding. And, and I, I'm telling you, uh, folks, go to pantryfoodco.com and you will see it. It is absolutely beautiful uh, packaging, product, all of that is, is there. So now when I look at it, okay, so I'm a, um, put it, I'm thick. Okay. I'll just be kind to myself. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I'm not a small dude. I'm not a grossly, a big dude, but I'm, no, I'm you, you look good, Vern. Okay. All right. All right. So now I'm thinking, okay, is this good for me? So tell me, tell me about what's in it. What's in the product? What's yeah, in I'm, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you asked because, you know, just like we said, the design's got to be there, the flavor and taste has got to be there. But then we wanted to do, you know, we didn't want to pair, you know, a health product, which is cannabis, with bad chemicals, right? Okay. And, and too often do you see that in CPG, right? Freshest right. ingredients and then the first ingredients like corn syrup. So, you know, we went after, you know, vegans, right? People are very sensitive to animals these days. And there's a huge vegan mm-hmm. community. We went after keto and low sugar, right? Because we heard from too many diabetics that, hey, I can't have edibles because the sugar's too high, right? That's good. So yes. really fo- focusing on those ingredients and making sure that we are angling ourselves for functional food, right? Not a diet, but you know, we all know that sugar's probably not good for us and we should start minimalizing sugar. So instead of using refined sugar, we use coconut sugar, right? Which is mm-hmm. healthier for you, low glycemic, not going to spike your your blood sugar. So when you have pantry, right. it's not only that it looks good and it tastes good, we're really focused on those ingredients uh, to make sure that it's healthy for your body, right? Uh, nutritious for your body. And I think that's one of the biggest differences I want to drive home for pantry. Well, that is great. That, that, that really uh, puts me at ease too, because uh, it is beautiful looking. And if it tastes good and it's good for you, that's, that's a little piece of magic there, Scott. Thank you for that. We all thank you for that, man. Thank you for that. So, hey, let's talk about some of your strategic relationships. Uh, so you joined forces with this Canadian business out of Vancouver called 1933 Industries to do a project that was based in Nevada. So tell us about that and how that how that's going, how that came about, and why you thought it was a good idea for Pantry. Yeah, I mean, everything, you know, I almost sound like a broken recorder because everything goes back to people, right? Okay. And, and Chris, yeah. Chris and Esther that run 1933 are phenomenal individuals, right? So when I talk about wanting to take Pantry to another state, right? Because in that state, there's somebody that cares about low sugar. There's somebody that's vegan. There's somebody that wants health conscious products, right? So, you know, we're in California, but we partnered with 1933 in Nevada. Uh, We've had our chefs go out there because we're starting to consult on the build out of the kitchen. Uh, And we're excited to be launching in Nevada to be able to serve our products to that community because we know not everybody just wants low quality with high THC. There are a lot of people out there that, you know, like we've talked about, are looking for better design, better flavor and taste, and actually have the ingredients to match with it. So Nevada's on the map, but we're also, you know, very deep in, in discussions in Missouri with a partner out there in Canada. When you say uh, a partner, uh, what type of partners are you looking for in the business? I'm looking for partners that really share the word partnership. 
it's okay. not a it's not I sell you something, Vern, or you sell me something, or I'm just gonna license something, right? I think all those are a little bit soulless, right? When right. when you and I want to do something, Vern, and I say, okay, you're in Missouri, and you say, Well, what do we need to get done? Well, I say, look, nobody has a clear roadmap. If we had a crystal ball, that would be one thing, but but we don't. So here's the deal. We're going to go forward. I've got great products. You've got an operation in Missouri. We don't know what landmines are ahead, but let's work together. Let's solve these problems together. Let's not try to hold each other hostage to a contract, but let's try to figure them out, resolve any issues, and push forward. That's what a true partnership is, right? I, I like your definition. Your finger. Yeah. You've got, a, you've got a partner, Vern. Yeah. What does that partnership look like? Yeah, exactly. It's the same way. We figure it out knowing knowing that we will work it through and we'll go forward together. And that's what's really important. When you know the answer to the question at the end, you will do well. I, I really like that. Now, some of your, your strategics and some of your, your partners, it looks like you're, you're really getting involved with shelves. And I want to talk about the Franks, okay? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, the, Franks meaning two pretty no, well-known guys, Castronova and Falcinelli, right? So talk to us about that relationship and what is that doing and, and how are you seeking others like them? Yeah, at, at the beginning, it was, you know, just around, again, finding people that mm -hmm. love cannabis, love the plant, right? And, and I think anytime you talk to chefs or the Franks, you say, well, what do you think about cannabis? And they say, well, we love it, you know, and we've been using cannabis in the kitchen forever, Right. So, right. you know, the, the conversation with the Franks was the tip of the spear that started a snowball, because now we're talking to all kinds of chefs and saying, what do you want to bring to market? And one of the first Beautiful. things the Franks had said to us, and I'm sure you would agree with this, when you go to a candy store or when you start, when you go to a cannabis store, it feels like it's too much candy. Right. Too much sweets. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you have our John Duya, right, which is a very hazelnut uh, geared bonbon chocolate. Love it's that. more on the savory, savory side, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, what I when you talk about craft and growing cannabis and the different strains, you're also when you talk to different chefs, you talk about different crafts of these chefs, and they are throwing ideas at us that I could never think of, right? And so I think that's really cool just talking to, with the Franks and other chefs about what do they want to make, what do they see consumers would like and to that end, we've got a pipeline of probably 20 to 30 products that we are, you know, combing through and reprioritizing because the chefs aren't short of ideas of products they want to bring to market. Okay, that is awesome. So, Scott, how do we get our hands on Pantry, your products, these beautiful products? Yeah, we're, we're a big direct-to-consumer company, okay. so uh, we don't find it to be a, a consumer-friendly journey to tell you to punch in a zip code and go to the dispensary. We're very, let us bring it to you. So in LA, you've got Toker and you've got Sweet Flower delivered to your door. Yeah. Up in the Bay Area, you've got Sava, you've got uh, Bay Care, we've got deliveries up there. Out in Palm Springs, we've got Flower Market. And if you can't find us, just shoot us a message on, direct, on uh, our Instagram. Sure. We are not a customer service department. We're a customer service culture. And so if you Beautiful. hit us up with any need or anything you're looking for, you know, our job is to try and be there for you. Oh, that's beautiful. That is great. I, and this has been a, an amazing discussion. And um, uh, to have this discussion with you, man, about Pantry and what you guys are doing and creating brands in cannabis, I think is is so critical and so important. Uh, any last statements you'd like to leave us with when it comes to, to Pantry and what you guys are doing and what the mission is? 
I just think, look at Vern. Vern's such a great guy, and I got to end by giving you some credit because when I try to create Pantry, I want to create greatness. And when I look at Vern, I see such a great individual, and it's such a pleasure to connect with you here on the podcast. So, you know, that's my closing words. Oh, you're the man. Thank you very much. And all of you go to his website, Pantry, P-A-N-T-R-Y, Food Co., co.com and you'll see what we've been talking about for over a half an hour now and um, go buy it it's awesome beautiful brands beautiful brands thank you very much Scott I really really appreciate uh, you being here we spent our time today with Scott Jennings CEO and founder of pantryfood.com I am Vern Davis I am your host at Plant Profits Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global, a people solutions business. Thank you for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is a tremendous partner. We love our relationship. Or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, go there, iHeartRadio and all of them, all of the major podcast portals and get Plant Profits. Follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and learn more about how we are building companies and changing lives at ProtusGlobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S Global.com. Until next time, cheers. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.